Hello everyone, I'm Paul Steinmetz and welcome to a special edition of WCSU 411, a podcast about people and achievements at Western Connecticut State University in the region. I participated in Danbury Day at the state capitol and spoke to a number of people who attended to help showcase the city to the rest of the state. At the end, I got a news scoop as Bridgeport Mayor Joe Gannam showed up and I interviewed him with Danbury Mayor Mark Bowden about their respective runs for Governor of Connecticut. We will also present our weekly roundup of WestCon events with Barbara Viecas. But now, let's go to Danbury Day. All right, so I'm here with uh, Michael Ferguson, state rep. He's in charge of Danbury Day. There's a lot of people in here. How do you think it's going so far? I think it's going great. We have great turnout. Um, unfortunately, we're not in session today, so we weren't sure exactly uh, what turnout would be, but I don't think that has deterred anyone from coming. We've yeah, been yeah. able to uh, fill the house here and look forward to a good program, and everyone's very excited and very upbeat. and. Excited to uh, spread our message of what Danbury is. That's right. You see a lot of Danbury faces here. We were talking. We should just rent a couple of buses next year yes, and drive yes. them up. A few people have said that to me, so <laughs> you never know. Maybe we will. It could be a drinking bus, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes. All right. Good. And we're going to honor some people here today, right? We are. We're honoring um, two longtime Danbury couples, um, Lynn and Bob Tabersack mm -hmm. and Diane and Bob Yeaman, who have done a tremendous work uh, for our great city and uh, are, are just great contributors to our community and are fully deserving yep. of this honor. And so you picked a Democrat and a Republican couple, right? It's cute. Bipartisanship, you know? <laughs> we, we all get along on a day like this. That's right, that's right. Good. Well, enjoy the day. Thanks for talking with me. Thank you, and I'm glad Westcon could be here um, to participate. Thanks very much. So I'm uh, talking to people here at Danbury Day. I've got David Arcani, Democratic State Rep. He's been in office a long time and uh, representing Danbury. So what do you hope to get out of Danbury Day today? Well, it's just a way for us to highlight uh, to our colleagues the many successes that we've had in Danbury, uh, the rich cultural diversity that the city has. You know, our high school speaks over 40 languages. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a very vibrant, uh, multicultural downtown. Uh, so we wanted to figure out a way to highlight that, and the Danbury Day was the uh, end result of all those discussions. Mm -hmm. And there's food here, so we know a lot of people will show up. Yeah, it's always important to have food at the Capitol to ensure <laughs> people come to your events. And uh, it's a way to show any other legislators from other parts of the state that we really exist here in Connecticut, right? And they can't afford to forget us the way they often do. Absolutely. The running joke up here is, you know, that Danbury is uh, in Westchester County or, you know, where exactly is Danbury? So it is a way for us to remind our friends uh, yeah. in the middle of the state that Danbury is very important to the economic vitality of it, uh, the state. If we just merged with Westchester County, they'd hate that because uh, all the money would be cut off from uh, Connecticut capital. It wouldn't be good for Connecticut. It wouldn't. Uh, I think the uh, the Commissioner of Revenue Services would notice that very quickly. Yeah, that's right. Plus all the other good things that you mentioned. Yes. Great. Thanks, David. Well, I'm here now with Emanuela Palmeiras. Is that how you, what well, your last name you're going by now? You got it. Good. And I'm sticking with it. Good. That's I would advise that. Yeah. It's a nice last name. Thank you. And uh, she's the editor of the Tribuna yes. in town, a Danbury High graduate, a WestCon uh, student at one mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. She's on the Board of Ed now. I am. I am. 
You're married to a state rep? I am. So you're just in the middle of everything. I am. And the center of the universe is Danbury, and that's where I live. That's right. Yeah. So it's Danbury Day and the center of the universe day. It is. It's the center of the universe day. Connecticut just doesn't know it, and today's the day they find out. <laughs> Every year we were a reminder of how great Danbury is, and we were just speaking earlier of how a lot of the people who graduated high school in my class, in PJ Prunty's class, who's now our CEO of the Danbury Chamber of, of Business mm -hmm. and Commerce. It's it's that Danbury has a lot to offer, and a lot of our friends left, but I see a lot of them also coming back now that they want a family, they want to settle down, they realize that we are really the best place to live, work, and play. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to be able to continue to make it. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't know how they could miss it, but you are a, a big uh, voice in the local Brazilian community. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, you've seen, I don't know, you've been here, what, 20 years? 20, 20 years. And you've seen the Brazilian community assimilate or become more integrated in Danbury? Yes. Certainly than when your, first, your family first came here, right? There was a yeah. lot more um, friction, I would yeah. say. Yeah, and a lot more silos. And I think that the immigrant community as a whole has evolved in Danbury. And I think that the evolution that we see of Danbury, a lot of its positive measures, mm -hmm. have to do with that growth. Uh, within the immigrant community, of people deciding to stay, of people deciding to invest in Danbury, people deciding to get more connected within the larger community, not just their ethnic communities. Mm -hmm. And then you start having that feel of a New York City type community where you have many languages being spoken, many communities, many faiths coexisting in peace. And one of the stories that's not told often, it's how we have so many evangelical communities, so many mosques, so many synagogues in mm -hmm. Danbury, and everyone gets along great. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Danbury, it's, it's a model place of where you can ha be a city, but still feel like a town and know your community and connect with people on a very personal level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the immigrant community is a big part of that, I would say. Without, uh, I don't know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, when Danbury wasn't quite as, um, there weren't as many uh, immigrants in town, it was uh, slower paced and um, not as vibrant, I think. Yeah, but also Danbury's history began with an Englishman who was an immigrant who built the first three homes on Main Street. So my belief is that Danbury is immigration. It's the history of American immigration when you look at the Industrial Revolution and all the way up to now. So it's also the story that if we work together and we focus on people making a connection with their community mm -hmm. and leave the political aspect of it aside for a few moments and just mm -hmm. focus on the human element, you can make it work. You know, I think in Danbury what we've been able to find a balance is talking to people as citizens of the city of Danbury first and then talking about their, their larger citizenship question later. And that's really what I think is the secret of the sauce, is mm -hmm. that if we get people of all different cultures to buy into being Danbarians first and using their ethnic identity second, that's when you have a growing community mm -hmm. that's going to be positive for everyone. You sound like you might run for office someday. I do that sometimes in my free time. <laughs> it's my hobby right now, you know, because you can only call something a job when you're actually getting paid to do it. Yeah. But um, it's my hobby, and I just think it's very important to have 
this kind of a voice. Yes. Someone who is from the immigrant community, who's gone through the system, who understands the plight of undocumented immigrants, who understands the plight of new American citizens, and understands the history of our city, to be able to advocate appropriately when we look at our numbers. You know, 2050 census has already happened today, Amber. When we compile all of our different cultures, mm -hmm. minorities are already the majority in our area. So um, there's a lot the whole state of Connecticut can learn from Danbury, other than our other positive metrics when it comes to how we do business, how we attract business, unemployment rates, tax rates. That's one side of the story. The other side is how do you allow for your geographical area to grow, people maintain their identity, and then still work together and be a part of a greater ideal, which is Danbury is the best place on earth. Mm -hmm. Excellent. We'll have you on the podcast again to uh, keep talking about this kind of thing, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. I'm here with Andrew Wetmore. Andrew uh, has been in Danbury all his life, and he uh, has worked in a lot of different uh, organizations. He's uh, involved in politics. He was the president of the Student Government Association at WestCon. He's always a proud alum. Now you work for one of the community colleges, right? Yes, I do. I work Which, for Northwestern Community College as the uh, Director of Student Activities. Oh, okay, good. And are they active up there? They are active, and uh, they, we have about 18 active clubs and organizations wow. there, which is a lot for a, a school of uh, you know, under 1,300 students. And uh, we, we keep busy in the Northwest Hills. And what town is that in? That is in Winstead. Hmm. Yeah, so for those who don't know, that's, uh, that's even past Torrington. Yeah. And you keep going to a Route 8 ends. It's not Massachusetts, it's Winston. <laughs> You're right, nobody knows because no nobody knows. goes up there. Hey, it has a YMCA, right? We do have a YMCA in town, uh, a CVS Pharmacy, and two Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, and then that's about it. And the community college. <laughs> the community college. Yeah, it's nice up there. And um, so you just you're uh, you have twin daughters, right? Or is it a boy and a girl? I have I can't two remember. girls. They are 15 months old. And, today, uh, right? Today they turn 15 months, and they are a lot. They're uh, quite a handful, but they are proud hatters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's the other big day today? Uh, today is my 30th birthday. <laughs> wow, 30. And it's your birthday, and you're spending it up here in the old judiciary room for Danbury Day. It is Danbury Days. I'm a proud Danburyan. You took the day off from work, right? Because it was your birthday? I took the day off from work and also because it was Danbury Day. So we wouldn't <laughs> want to spend it anywhere else. <laughs> Somebody mentioned lame, right? Yeah, I think that was me. So what, you know, you're part of the uh, future of Danbury, in my opinion. You're very involved. You've been involved since at least college, university days. So what do you see as the future of Danbury? And what do you want the future of Danbury to be? Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, having been born and raised in Danbury, I was first in public office when I was a sophomore at WestCon at 19, and, and then now uh, my fourth term at the city council as the legislative leader on the council. You know, I really see the direction of Danbury as a, a steady, continuous growth. You know, we've done a lot of attracting new businesses, and I think we're finally starting to see that turning around of downtown that... Uh, you look at a lot of the other cities uh, throughout Connecticut are really struggling to attract people in all areas of their towns, uh, not just in new development, but really starting to redevelop old properties and, and building things back up. And we're continuing to attract people here, which is expanding the, uh, the grand list. Uh, we had another good year of uh, expanded grand list growth here when you know, the rest of the state is contracting. And we're actually able to lower the mill rate this year because mm. of how much the grand list has grown. So we're very proud of that. Yeah. And so you've been on the, you've been won four elections to the city council. 
Yep, four, wow. four, four terms at city council and two years prior on zoning. And you're a veteran then, really? Yeah, you're one of the, uh, by the age of 30 now, I'll, at the end of this term, I'll have a decade in, in public service, and I'm very, very proud of that. And, uh, you know, some people think it's a little uh, interesting. I think my wife thinks I'm crazy most days, but <laughs> I'm proud of what I've contributed back to the town because uh, we, don't, we don't get paid for this. Right. So, yeah. And um, you are... Oh, I was thinking of something else, but anyway, you are uh, going to stay working and uh, volunteering in Danbury, right, and being a uh, political leader. I, I hope so. You know, now my, my kids are getting a little bit older, and uh, we'll see where that takes me. But as long as I can continue a, a work-life balance, I'm, I'm proud of where we've put this city for uh, you know, what I always hope for my future kids, and now my children are here. And I'm happy to have a community that I'd be proud to have them be raised in. Yeah, that's very nice. You only have two kids. I have four, so you have two more to go. Two, two more to go. Well, we are proud to announce here that uh, number three will be here in October. <laughs> Congratulations. So, Congratulations. This is not another twofer, right? Not another twofer. No, just one. <laughs> Good for you. Boy. You're, uh, you know, repopulating Danbury all by yourself. We'll do what we can, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm here with Tom Soddy. Tom is a longtime Danbury person, very active on the city council and other things. You're also the fairly recently um, named Commissioner of Veterans Affairs. Is that your right title? Yes, yes it is. And uh, Tom is also the, so congratulations on that. You, Tom you. is only the only one here wearing a hat today. <laughs> it used to be that everybody coming to uh, Danbury Day would wear a hat. So you missed the, me the memo somewhere, I guess. I figure if it's uh, Hat City Danbury Day or Danbury Day, you have to wear a hat. You're a true Danburyan. I go back to my teen years, but my mother was born and raised in Danbury. Mm -hmm. I lived in Massachusetts for a while, a little bit overseas, but we came back to Danbury, which is our home. Yeah, that's great. And it's obviously, you've made it your home. You uh, <laughs> are very active in a million different things here. So uh, what do you uh, find here at Danbury Day? I think it's great that we have this day and the description of the speakers of the diverseness in Danbury, the culture, the economic diverseness, ethnicity, and the long history of Danbury. But also it's great to have all the foods, you know, representing the various <laughs> yeah. cultures and backgrounds in Danbury. And to really, you know, sometimes in uh, Western Connecticut or Southwestern Connecticut, we can feel a little bit distant from Hartford or from other parts of the state. Mm -hmm. Almost uh, sometimes feel closer to New York than maybe the rest of the state. So it really does show people that, you know, Danbury is not only on the map, but we are a great city, a uh, city that's moving forward, great commerce, great schools, and a wonderful place to live. And I have two young children, uh, twin nine-year-olds, and I hope that you know in the long run they're going to make Danbury, at least the Danbury area, but hopefully Danbury their home. Mm -hmm. That's one reason why you know I've been involved, and so many other people are here today have been involved, is they want to make Danbury a, you know, a continually better place to be. And I see that. I see Danbury moving forward. And a lot of people have been saying that, as you said, and uh, I think that is the feeling Danbury has gotten is always continuously improving. I, you're part of the uh, leader in the uh, Lebanese, local Lebanese community too, yeah. right? Yeah, yes, I am. Which is very strong in Danbury and has been for a long time. It has. I've been uh, involved with the Lebanon American Club for many years. We have several 
ecclesiastical organizations uh, that are you know, many Lebanese and also uh, members who are Syrian. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, intermixing between Lebanese and Syrian community. Uh, but it's been, it goes back well over a century and a quarter in Danbury. And they followed the same track that those who preceded them and those that came after worked in the hatting industry uh, and then became maybe managers within the industry and then started their own businesses and thrived in Danbury because Danbury is that kind of community. Mm -hmm. It allows those uh, new and uh, older immigrants to, to uh, not only survive, but to thrive. And I would be remiss if not talking about, you know, in the context of education, I'm a graduate of Western Connecticut State University, very proud one, and to see not only what I was able to do with a Western Connecticut State University education, but the improvements to the uh, to the institution. Mm -hmm. And it's a core part of Danbury, and it's that partnership as well with our education community, business community, and ethnic and uh, uh, communities all coming together to yeah. make Danbury. Thanks very much. Excellent. Nice talking to you. So I'm here with Dr. Sal Pascarelli. He's a longtime superintendent of Danbury Schools. Very successful. Everybody loves him. And he was up here at Danbury Day to showcase some of the great students and uh, particularly the DECA program, right? Which well, is business. Thank, thank you for the uh, compliment. Really appreciate that. It's a great community. Today's com is uh, Danbury Day here at the Capitol. And we thought it'd be a good idea to bring the youngsters up here um, that are participating in a new program and the legislators helped us to get it on the way. It's called DECO. For the state of Connecticut, it's called uh, ECHO. That stands for Early College Opportunity. Ours is DECO, Danbury Early College. It started, we're in our, going into our fourth year. It's, uh, Danbury High School is very large, and we were looking ways to make it smaller. And we have the freshman school, and DECO is a school within a school. It is, uh, it's built on the premise of building uh, apprenticeships while students are receiving what we call the soft skills of business while getting the academic rigor of college preparatory courses. So we're in partnership with Naugatuck. And in Westcon, we have some courses and collaboratives that we do. These youngsters uh, experience uh, their high school curriculum. They experience uh, mentorships in an industry they have an interest for. And then um, they also prepare uh, uh, in these college courses. And the goal here is in four years, as they leave us, they'll leave with a high school diploma and an associate's degree, hmm. which is two years of college. They can matriculate in any program. And a clear pathway of what they may want to study, or better yet, what they might not want to study, mm -hmm. and go into a direction to make their experience worthwhile. So we're excited to share that with the legislators today. And uh, you get a lot of support in the community for that, don't you? Well, yeah, we do, we do. We have uh, a number of uh, people. The industries may not have a lot of resources relative to financial, but they have um, incredibly powerful mentors mm -hmm. that spend time with our kids. And that, that really is very positive. And we have a lot of people stepping up, so that's been very helpful. And that's the kind of program that you can do in a larger school, right? If you have uh, 300 students in the high school, Echo's not, or DECO is not going to take off. But if you have a, the, the number of kids you have at Danbury High, you can pull from that pool and make it happen. You know. Um, I'm a product of a large high school. My son's product of a large high school. I was principal of a large high school that was built for 6,000. And it's a special place, you have to understand it. But those that want to take advantage of, of a comprehensiveness and a preparation, um, large high schools allow tremendous opportunities. We don't have to do distance learning. or the, 
we have areas of study that other schools can't mm -hmm. because we have the numbers. Yeah. Makes a big difference in their preparation. Yeah. But you also make adjustments for making connections to kids. That's why you have a freshman school within a school, a deco school. We have a culinary program. Uh, we have the ROTC students over here. There's right. 100 students here. They presented the colors. So we have these clusters within the largest structure to make connections. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I love Danbury High School. No, I do too. Thanks for talking. Okay, <laughs> my friend. See you All right, I'll see you. So I've got, uh, I'm up here at Danbury Day. I've got the mayor of Danbury, of course, Mark Bowden. Wait, 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 it's Switchboard Day, too. We're only two, we're on the first floor. It is Switchboard Day. Yeah, we're joking. Wow, thanks for being here, coming up to Danbury Day. You're kind of slumming at Danbury Day, No, 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 no. Danbury is never slumming. Once you run for governor, you can't be so partisan, right? You got to be, the whole state is wonderful. That's right. Is that right? It is. And Danbury is a wonderful city. And frankly, the mayor's doing a good job, and, uh, and Bridgeport's a wonderful city, and there's actually a couple, two or three people who still think I'm doing a good job. So it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you're governor, Mayor yeah. Bowden, what yeah. are you going to do for Bridgeport? It's going to look like Las Vegas. As long, as long as Joe Gam's mayor there, we'll take care of things. But, uh, you know, however that works out, uh, however that plays out, you know, it's just something that happens in the future. But uh, Connecticut's number one city is, is a major focus for us and with resources, infrastructure, money, ideas. And we're going to work with the mayor and make sure uh, he gets the tools he needs or she gets the tools they need to do the job. And so, Mayor Ganim, if you are the governor, what are you going to do for Danbury? Well, look, Danbury is, is, is a wonderful, it's a gorgeous city. I've spent a lot of time there. and. and I, I frankly look there for some of the some of the ideas that we like mayors steal each other's ideas we call it best practices and there's good stuff happening and we work together on on a variety of stuff the jobs bill we call it the casino bill whatever for Bridgeport Bridgeport wants that um, basically because it's jobs it's jobs for Connecticut it's jobs for 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 Bridgeport so I think that's a good thing it's not a perfect fit for every city it may not be for Danbury but my goal and I say this um, not with just because I'm standing here with, with, with Mayor Bowden as a city mayor I want to have Connecticut City, if we're going to change or improve the Connecticut economy, what I've said all across the state is I want our cities to be the engines that drive the new Connecticut economy. And that includes all of us, not, and not just for the benefit of cities, but for every city and town. Mm -hmm. And the partnership between state government and local government is critical. It's not happening the way I'd like to happen right, happen right now, and I think we can do better. So Here's one guarantee we can make. When we're running, We'll both campaign at the Lebanese Festival together. Deal? Absolutely. I get the kibbe, though. Hey, you get the kibbe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Before Barbara Viegas joins us, I want to remind our listeners that this podcast comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, offering a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. Or you can contact us through the podcast, and Barbara will be in touch. All right, Barbara, this is uh, the end of the semester for uh, events and updates on the podcast on WCSU 411. So unless we call you on the phone, we're going to um, say goodbye to you for a summer, right? Yeah. Because you want to chill. <laughs> yes. You don't want to do this difficult job of talking about <laughs> events on a I podcast. mean, there won't be any events over the summer unless it's like orientation and that kind of Ooh, thing. Ooh, we'll call you for orientation, right? Yeah, you could. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of different people want me to stay on campus, or not stay on campus, but like do things, come back to campus. And 
my year, like my like academic year is just so full of things and I'm always so busy that like the summer is like my saving grace mm. <laughs> and I won't be, it's not like I won't be busy too. I like, I'm going to work like so much over the summer cause that's how I pay for college. Mm-hmm. So just going to try to relax a little bit. Um, takes all the effort in me to be like, no, but <laughs> cause this is fun obviously, but yeah. I'll be back, you know, in the fall. So. Right. All right. By uh, orientation, we'll do a little special orientation one. Cool. All right. Good. So uh, West Fest was this past weekend. It all went okay. Yeah. uh, I heard really great things for it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend. um, Even though you organized all of it. Uh, So again, you always say that I didn't organize it. I can't take all the credit for that. I organized SGA there. That Mm. went really well. Um, We talked about that last time. Um, Or did we? Mm -hmm. We did. We did. Um, And then, but the carnival and everything. I mean, it was a very conjoined effort uh, of, you know, all the core four, core five, whatever it is. And on SGA uh, executive board, you mean? Uh, no. <laughs> so PAC, uh, IRHA, oh. REC, um, Greek Life, SGA, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one more, I think. I don't remember which ones I just said, but I think there's like, there's four or five. Mm-hmm. And they just did so much work. You know, there was a whole committee for it. Uh, so it wasn't definitely was not just me or the SGA alone. Like the SGA funded a lot of it, but other um, departments wanted it too. So it went really well. I heard really, really great things about it. So it, I worked on Friday night for West Stock. Um, all my friends won amazing things. I'm like really jealous. and I'm so mad that I couldn't go because they had a mechanical bull. And this mechanical bull was like what I've been wanting for like, I... <laughs> I tried so many times to bring a mechanical bull or like find like an in as to how I could possibly bring a mechanical bull. Like for SGA day in the spring, I was like, we have to have a mechanical bull. Like, come on, like we just, why not? And then there was no room for it because we were doing it indoors. Mm. <laughs> I was like, crap. So we couldn't have one there, but there was a mechanical bull and I had to go to work and I'm just so upset about that. I've never been on a mechanical bull and I just, I really want to do it anyway. That's why I didn't go because I was working as always. Um, but Saturday I was planning on going to the carnival because, you know, I saw it set up. It looked really cool. I've always, I've gone in the past and it's been really fun, but it was my sister's 32nd birthday mm. <laughs> and my dad refused to let me leave <laughs> her house. Yeah, that's so, what, good yeah. for your dad. Yeah, good for him. Um, we, <laughs> we, yeah, we went there for like, I think we went around like four for like dinner and everything at her house and like a little party. And then we all went in one car cause I still live with my parents obviously. Um, and then like, you know, I was like, dad, can you just drive me? Just drop me off. Come on. Like, just, can I just take the car? Like, come on. And he just, no, he wasn't having it. So <laughs> stayed there. <laughs> and your sister appreciated it though, right? Yeah, obviously. I mean, she had all her friends there. So like, she wouldn't have missed me. I think <laughs> she was, <laughs> no, nah, she probably would have missed me, but <laughs> I was there for a few hours. I could have, I just wanted to go, but it's fine. Cause then I'd have to like have them like pick me up again or like call an Uber or something or like find someone that was sober at that event to drive me home. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't working out. I wish I had gone because uh, like I said before, uh, at West Dock, um, they want my, I had a friend, I had three friends win one, one, my, like the phone that I currently have that I, the galaxy S nine mm. plus they, he won it. He won that. And he ended up sold it for like $550 or something like that. So like, that was awesome. Like I would love to just win $550. I probably could have sold it for more. Like, Mm. you know, it's worth more. But uh, another friend got an Xbox One. Another one got uh, two tickets to Six Flags. It was like, 
everyone I knew got something and I was like are you, are you kidding me <laughs> and you weren't even there I wasn't there and I'm just and there was a mechanical bowl and it was just ugh yeah so I have to you'll have to uh, next semester the, a year from now when you're working as an adult you'll uh, have to take that week off <laughs> yeah I'll take the weekend off <laughs> like hey guys like something very important to do at school right, it's my last mechanical bowl yeah <laughs> one day I don't I, mean, I don't even know where you could get that other than like some random Westcott event. Like, where do you go for a mechanical... I mean, maybe there's one in, like, New York or something at, like, a weird country bar. Or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't want to go to. Yeah. And you can't go to skeevy. anyway, so... Yeah. Well, after July, I'll be able oh. to. <laughs> few months. I still haven't decided what I'm doing, so... Hey, are you, so we can call you about that and, let, and find yeah, out yeah, what you're like, going to do. Happy birthday, Barb. Yep. <laughs> Is that uh, bar still in the works for the Westside campus? Uh, so that's a goal. I mean, I won't have any involvement in that anymore. Um, I know that the president, like Carlos, uh, the SGA president, he still really wants to do it. So I'm sure that they'll get it done eventually. It really won't take a lot of effort. It just has to go through like the right channels so that people can approve it and everything. Mm-hmm. Once it gets approved, it's really, really simple to get it up and running. Um, yeah, getting the approval, a bar on a college campus. I mean... You know, it happens. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's it's really, like I said before, when we talked about this, it's really just about safety. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's better to have a monitored bar on campus with, like, wine and beer instead of, like, freshmen buying handles of liquor and walking over to some apartment building complex. I think that this would be a little bit better. Yeah, it would be. You're <laughs> uh, right. But, uh, of course, like, there's always implications because of, you know, People can I guess so, but other colleges and universities do have uh, bars on campus. Yeah, and like we have, we already have someone that holds a liquor license, which is Sodexo. Right. So they would handle all that stuff, and yeah, I mean, I feel like I forget like however. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know the logistics of it, but it would come out probably of like the SJ budget or something. I don't honestly, yeah. I wouldn't know. We actually have a lot of money right now because of the rollbacks and because of the increase in the student activity fee mm-hmm. so we're gonna continue to have like quite a bit of money in surplus so we could build a bar with that right. <laughs> i mean we don't have to build it all we have to do is buy the buy the stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like because um we talked about it before but there's always there's already like taps and that kind of thing there because it was initially going to be a bar and then they turned it into daily grind right so. and you can put a mechanical bull out in the lobby true true <laughs> it'd be perfect i'll i'll recommend that <laughs> but that actually will be like I know we already talked about this but that like area with the tables and stuff will be cleared out to be like a like a social area really? for the under for the underage students oh, and mm-hmm. then if you're over the age of 21 then you can go into the bar section and drink if you'd like I but you see. can't like I mean I'd assume that you can't bring drinks out or anything obviously because then underage kids would be able to drink mm-hmm. um, but it's really just like a good yeah, like there would have to be like police monitoring and everything. I might, I th- feel like it might kind of be sort of like the spot where it would be like a safe spot mm-hmm. uh, where like the main concern is like the health of the students and not like detaining you if you're like, you know, stupid drunk or something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. like if that happens and you'll be removed to like your dorm or like if you live off campus and that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know every all the logistics of it, but I feel like it's just going to be a safer alternative to and it'll be monitored, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, and it won't be some random thing that's not even affiliated with the school. Uh, I forget what it's even called, um, like Chestnut. That's just like not okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, bad things have happened there. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
so are there any upcoming last minute events here before a commencement for students? Yeah, uh, there are a few. Um, well, actually not even a few. There, there are quite a few, or quite a lot, I guess. Uh, so on the 2nd of May, tomorrow, uh, the WCSU Symphonic Band and Concert Chorale is happening at 8 p.m. Uh, the Symphonic Band is conducted by Matthew Doran, Do- Doiron? <laughs> Matthew D, I call him. Okay, Matthew D. And a concert chorale conducted by Jen Whitman, and it'll be in the VPAC Concert Hall. And then the following day, which I... This is actually really cool, because I... I Again, like, I really, you think that four years is like a long time to be somewhere. And like, Mm -hmm. even though it's only been three for me, like you think that you're going to get everything in, but I've only seen like two of the VPACs like perform, like, um, plays and like musicals and all of that. And I'm like really upset about it. So they actually are having on the fourth of Friday, um, it's the student directed one act plays, but again, of course I have stuff to do, so I can't go uh, because I have the leadership banquet that day. Uh But it's the WCSU Theater Arts Department that will present a series of one-act plays directed by students uh, at 7 and 9 p.m. in the VPAC Studio Theater. And that sounds incredible. I know that VPAC is just filled with very, very talented students. And the small, amount of, the small number of things that I've seen have been incredible. So They are incredible. They're, it's really worth going and seeing. Uh, also, on the second, WCSU Baseball is... Uh, playing Wesleyan University at 4 p.m. at the Westside Field, which is exciting. And also there's the Media Arts Film Festival on the 2nd as well. The BEA Student Media Club will host the 4th Annual Media Arts Film Festival at 5 p.m. in the Midtown Student Center Theater. This is a black tie event and mm. will feature juried uh, awards presented to the best student short drama. Oh my God, this is awesome. Documentaries and animated digital films. Oh my God, my ex-boyfriend actually um, went to one of these and he actually won. That's oh. actually so cool. I, I went with him. Um, he's from New York, like Kennedy Catholic. Like he went to like the Catholic school. But one of his films um, that I was actually a part of, I that's all awesome. I can't believe we have this. Um, but I was actually part of like the music video. It was about. It's funny because the song was about his ex-girlfriend. But obviously, like she's not. At the, she wasn't in the picture at the time. Um, I'd hope. <laughs> so I was actually in the music video, like helping him, like you know, play that role or whatever. So and then I was in the video, and then he presented it and everything at this other award show, not award show, but like you know this kind of thing mm-hmm. in New York, and he actually won. So wow. that's really cool. It's always so cool to um, see these kinds of things. Like I mean, documentaries, drama, short films. This is so cool. You know. Right. And are these produced by our students, or is it a uh, bringing in other people um, to... Uh, hold on, I actually lost my place. Oh. Oh, yeah, so it will be our students. Yeah, I'd assume. I don't know if, like, outside students can maybe participate, too. I honestly don't know, but I assume it'd just be Western. Yeah. Boy, that is exciting. It is. When is this? Wednesday. Oh, I might be able to go to that. Go you aren't working that day. I don't work Wednesdays. I did actually. Yep. You yeah. did, and Scott remembered. That? I was just gonna. How did you know that? I I actually was gonna say that I forgot to mention, but I did have um, a film in it last year because I was in the honors class for stop motion animation, and mm. I don't remember. Was I even? No, I wasn't on the podcast last semester. Last year was I? No, it's only been this semester. I can't it, remember. I, I, has it been a year? No. No, not before the summer, right? Because we started last summer. 
I started with Scott this podcast last summer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, it was like a super short, like stop motion animation film that she was just like, oh, put it in for like the heck of it. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to attend and actually wait, let me think. No, I wasn't able to attend and watch it at that festival. Um, but I did, I, we did, they did like a small, small showing like for our class and stuff like that. Um, so that's cool. So you yeah. should go this year. Yeah, I, I mean, since you couldn't go last year, the other year. people. Obviously, I am not like an artistic person. I took the class because I thought it was really fun. Like mm-hmm. I, like I had to have like an honors class also, and like it seemed like the coolest one. It also was like four point five credits, so I was like, there you go. <laughs> uh, so actually, that was a semester that I went over like the amount that I could. I took twenty one point five credits. So. That was a crazy semester, but somehow I got like this cool short short animation thing going. But the other people in the class were incredible because they were all like art majors or mm. like that kind of thing, and they were all artists. <laughs> and so it was just like my crappy little film, <laughs> and they're like wonderful pieces. And I was like, oh my god! And I told her I was like, I don't even want to put it in that. Like, like no, I'm not gonna win. Like, I don't even know compared to everyone else. And, and it was fine. It's just for the heck of it. Like, why not? People can look at it and like make fun of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> But it, I thought it was cool at the end. But honestly, like last year, it, I only saw that ones in my class. Uh, but even in the class, it was just so cool. Hmm. So I, I'm I'm sure that other students have really cool ones too. Uh, what else is left? There's also, all right, we don't care about math workshops. <laughs> it's the end of the year. <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. Yoga for veterans. Wednesday, May 2nd. The WCSU Student Veterans Organization will offer a free yoga session based on resilience and mindfulness for veterans from 6 to 7 p.m. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Session will be conducted by Tim Raftery, a Lotus Gardens Yoga School of Lotus Gardens Yoga School, a WCSU alumnus and military veteran. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. There's like other things too. There's an ice cream social. Oh, wait, yes. And there's also a multicultural game night hosted by the Muslim Student Association. They're like a small club on campus that mm-hmm. actually just started recently. Uh, actually, not re- maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. But they're relatively new. And they've been doing such cool things. They're having a game night at 7 p.m. in room 202 of the Midtown Student Center. And they have free food, prizes, music, and a raffle. Well, that sounds good. Ooh, I wonder what the raffle is. Mm-hmm. Maybe shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, got, I had like this short period of like, really good luck where I won like three raffles in a row and then it just stopped. <laughs> so I, I won a Panera gift card. I won a random USB, which is stupid, but, mm. and then I also won a hundred dollars in flex points hey. that are completely gone at this point. <laughs> after. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had this small winning streak and hopefully it'll come back. <laughs> are you, is SGA sponsoring any more free coffee days at uh, Einstein's bagels? This semester? Um, no, we had, we had I think, four in total now. Mm. Um, but it always ended up being like the school would close on the day or something. So honestly, like, I have to double check on that because um, we funded four. Mm-hmm. But I think it ended up that only three happened. So, yeah. so They were all random. I honestly forgot to keep track. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, students got it, but I like never was able to go and get one. And you never gave me the heads up about us. Oh my God, I didn't. You didn't ask me though. You told me like that one time, like, oh, tell me and then never asked again. So come on, Paul. All right. Next year, they'll be on next year. Oh, you won't know next year. Um, Necessarily. I might know. 
Okay. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask. I actually have to transition. I'm really excited because next week, wait, is it next week? Maybe the following week I'm going on my transition retreat and we're going, I think to Boston or DC or something like that. Um, with SGA? With the, well, yeah, with SGA, but it's only the executive board and then the new executive board. Hmm. So that's exciting because we actually have like a really nice room and I get to like, so when I, when I was like debating on whether I wanted to graduate or not and even run, remember like before that, I wasn't sure I wanted to run. I was just excited because like either way, like I would either run and hopefully win and then I'd get it. Or if I didn't win, I would still be excited because I get to transition to the next person, which is like the funnest thing, I think, because then I get to like throw it in their face, <laughs> how hard it is to be the SR, the VBSR, because people think it's so easy. It's like, oh, you put on events, it's fine. Oh, and you get like, you know, you get paid, but like, First of all, like you don't get paid that much money. Like, of course, it's good in the long run because you don't have to worry about, you know, a certain portion of your tuition. Right. But um, like, it's just like if you if you cut it down, like the amount of hours that go into it, you get paid like a dollar, like an hour, yeah. like not even. Putting on events is very difficult. Yeah, and honestly, like I was talking to so Oscar is just a great guy. He he's the guy that won. Um, I was talking to him like I had like our first sit down like for like fifteen minutes, just like quick talk about like everything, and I was telling him how like. I mean, he's planned events in the past, but like I was talking about how my experience with planning events, this one year of like learning everything, like I came into it not knowing a single thing about planning events. And like, unfortunately, like when my grandmother passed, mm. it was so quick that like if I hadn't, I feel like if I hadn't been VPSR, I wouldn't have been able to like put everything together so quickly. And like, I was really like the coordinator, I guess, or like the rock for like the family at that point. Cause That's nice. um, I was able to like, put everything together within like the few days and like get everything done. So honestly, like these kinds of skills are just so helpful. I never, I never thought that I'd be able to apply it in my everyday life mm -hmm. until, you know, it happened and it ended up being really, really cool. Like I, I was able to, you know, put on a really great memorial service for her and it just was really pretty and That's like nice. my family appreciated it mm -hmm. and everything. And I was able to like, you know, my sister would be like, all right, you guys do this. Like I do this, whatever. And in the end it was really beautiful. So these kinds of skills like you you don't think that you'll apply and then mm -hmm. or sh crap <laughs> <laughs> i just said shh no i didn't say anything okay so crap hits the fan and then you know stuff happens and yeah you, yeah <laughs> that is nice so that you could um you know remember your grandma that way and yeah. help your whole family it was it was a really beautiful ceremony in the end, but and you've met all these people and everything like that. Yeah, had a good time. I would urge anyone to join SGA. It's my last little two cents in there. Like, join SGA. Try to be involved in anything, if not SGA. Um, <laughs> now that I'm not VPSR anymore, like I've moved on to, um, I'm now the president of the Alpha Phi Sigma National Society, National Criminal Justice Honor Society, mm. and like West Com Without Borders. It's like, I fill my time in with like extracurricular kind of things because like, you're not going to have it after. Like when I graduate in December, it's going to be so depressing. I'm not going to have anything to do. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously it looks good on your resume. It makes you more attractive to, you know, um, job, like uh, what's it called? Recruiters and all of that. Mm -hmm. Like being involved and like really having a say in like your community and Western and everything, it really makes a difference. So as like my last two cents in there as VPSR, um, get involved, Western. Like, come on. 
And you're a good, excellent student. So you study hard. You, um, you know, take advantage of your natural talents in the classroom. But you also, like you say, fill up your time and you work. You volunteer, have an internship. That's what uh, students do. And you're exhausted sometimes, but that's how you get the most uh, out of your experience, right? Yeah, yeah. I've always just been like, like I, that's what I, I like the conversation we were having before. Um, not on here, but like I was talking to my mom the other day and she was just like, you have to relax now. Like, <laughs> just take a chill pill, okay? Like, you've been three years in a row just like killing yourself over everything. So, I mean, this is the time. Like, there's always like this, there's a saying, I forget. I don't even know if there's this saying. It's like this joke that like when you're young, you have energy and time, but no money. Mm-hmm. When you're um, an adult, you have money and energy, but no time. And then when you're old, you have um, money and time, but no energy. So mm-hmm. like we're right now, we might not have the most money, but we have energy. We have a lot of time and you have to do the most that you can so that when you're older, you know, you'll have the money and um, the energy and stuff. And then you'll, you'll know how to manage the time that you, you know, have. Cause obviously like there's 24 hours in a day, but like there's a thousand things that you can do with that time mm-hmm. instead of like sleeping until noon, you can like wake up at eight and like do stuff. So obviously like I'm not the type to wake up at eight, but still, <laughs> you know, you can do stuff, you know, you right. can just make it work. And Western's is just a great community for that. Like I think we've talked about in the past how, um, you know, if you were a bit at a bigger school, like a more competitive like school or something, like obviously Western's great, but like if you're at like a huge like Ivy or something, it's so hard to get involved and like be like the president of something or be the vice president of something. No, you'd never but get at, that chance. Yeah, at Western, like, it's not easy, but like it's 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 easier to get involved. And like even if you're not like the president or the vice president, you can still be like a secretary or like get involved in like a membership or something, and just like build yourself up. Like I started as the treasurer for Alpha Phi Sigma, and I'm the president now. And then I started as a senator in 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 um, SGA, and then I was the vice president. Like it, there's a way to move up. You know, you don't mm-hmm. start at the top, but like you can. At Western, there's so much room for growth and. Yeah. You got to take that step, though, too, right? Put yourself out there and be senator, say. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. That's good. And you have one semester left. Yes. After a nice, relaxing summer. Let's hope it's relaxing. Mm. So, um, and you still have, don't you have a couple of finals or something left? Um, I have my paper that's due. Oh, my God. It's, It's the same kind of stuff. If you want to open my book bag, it's the same pile of papers from last time. That one's due on the 11th, I think. It's if if the 11th is next Friday, then that's that's mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> Again, I haven't started, but you know, I'll get there. You know, the last one I actually got a really good grade on, so you know, oh, procrastinating works for me, I guess. Don't don't recommend it, <laughs> but somehow it works for me. I work well under pressure. Um, and then I have one final on Wednesday, and then I'm good. Excellent. All right. So thanks for uh, you know. Uh, and also, I just wanted to actually, before we uh, sign off, you are healthy too, right? You never got the norovirus. No, no, I didn't. I never mm-hmm. got the norovirus. That's good, because you uh, paid attention, washed your hands. Yep, I wore my my protective gear that was unnecessary, apparently. <laughs> and I totally didn't like. I I don't know. I guess I have a good immune system because apparently, as you guys informed me, <laughs> my water was not supposed to be being used. So. I use it anyway, and I'm fine. So. Yeah, that is good. I'm lucky, I guess. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you another at the end of the summer. Were you Were you healthy? You're healthy, right? Oh Did yeah. Did you get it? Oh no. no. 
So yeah. if you're on the podcast, you're immune. <laughs> That's probably it. Yep. The, uh, if so you listen we'll, to the podcast, you're also immune. I did. Yeah. <laughs> we should tell everyone that. If you listen to the podcast, you're immune to the plague. all right barbara we'll see you next uh, semester at the end of the summer have a great birthday a great semester uh, summer and we'll um we'll keep in touch all right thank you all right thank thank you you.